0: recommendation press him recommendation press recommendation recommendation
1: press recommendation recommendation
0: Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Recommendations, Episode 64, Season Two Finale. Travis,
1: I am your host, Eddie Shepard, along with uh, the one time winning trivia, Travis Laster, and the uh, other time I placed this week. So looking pretty good at that. Uh, also, not puking in cups on my way to work, Travis Laster. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> You'd be a dick, call me out
0: like that. <laughs> Hey. All right, so let's get let's get this shit out of the way really quick. So we recorded last week's episode. Christmas was, was you know, we were rolling into Christmas week. I was like, "All right, cool, man. I worked Friday and then I had Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. Saturday we were supposed to go see Iron Claw together. And um, Friday night at work, I started having a little cough and I was like, "Oh, no, man. Like I hope I'm not getting sick." Fuck, I got sick, man. It was rough. I had uh, like 104 fever. Um, it kept spiking and then dropping and then spiking and then dropping. I got like very little sleep. I didn't eat the entire weekend. That's why I told Travis. And like, as soon as we're done recording tonight, I'm going to fucking Taco Bell. Cause I'm so hungry. I finally have an appetite, but, uh, no COVID, no flu. Um, I thought I was doing good. Got through Christmas. I missed Tuesday of work. And then I was like, Oh, cool, man. I'm going to go to work on Wednesday and, you know, we'll come home and we'll do the podcast. um, I get in the car. I'm like, man, I'm really hot. What's going on? And all of a sudden we start driving and Landry was going to drop me off at work. And I'm like, I'm going to puke. I'm going (laughs) to puke. And the uh, ironic thing was uh, she had gone to Burger King like a day or two before then and had gotten a drink and I had just dumped it out. So I had an empty cup in my car. So I grabbed that cup and I just start puking in that cup. And it's, I fill that bitch up almost. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I felt fine. And then I woke up this morning, I have a little bit of a cough, you might kind of hear it in my voice, Um, but that was it. But it's the only time I puked during this whole ordeal, really, Uh, and it was just out of nowhere. It scared the shit out of Kalen, my daughter hates puking. Anything to do with puke, she freaks out on, so she was freaking out. Um, But it was a rough weekend.
1: Well, you must not mind pissing out of your ass if you're going to Taco Bell, so... Well I' gotta be honest with you I' been used to it this
0: weekend so here we go <laughs> it's nothing new yeah nah. uh, man when I'm but I'm sick well, I crave like weird foods man like uh, I'm, even when I was a kid like I always craved like pickles and shit like that I don't know why I don't know if it's just because of the saltiness I you know um I was drinking pickle juice um to help kind of replenish my fluids because it it's really good for that um I, like I know pickles, you hate pickles man. fuck you fuck them um Brandon would say, you guys are always talking about fucking pickles in your household. It's true. We really are.
1: (laughs) I hope that, I hope that Canadian bitch loved boxing day, by the way, fucking asshole. Uh, also shout out to Brandon right quick. We did go see iron claw. Um, it was a good movie. I recommend people go see it. I will say if you're a diehard wrestling fan, like we are, you notice the things that are missing and how the timeline has changed in the movie. (laughs) But the keywords at the beginning of the movie are inspired by a true story. So um, you can't – I'll just say they put 10 years' worth of tragedy into about six to eight months in the movie. So, uh, But it is a movie, so you can't space it out that long. But it's a really good movie. Happy for the Von Ericks to get some notoriety. And um, Zach Efron did a great job. The other two guys that played, David and Carrie, sorry I don't know their names just because – to me, uh, to me, they're not big, big enough, not bigger stars like Zac Efron, I guess, but some people know him, but, uh, the guy that plays Fritz, man, um, he's the guy from, uh, uh, mind, was it mind hunters or something that was mm-hmm. on Netflix? Phenomenal job. It fucking, if he doesn't get some kind of award nomination for playing Fritz von Eric, like the asshole that he probably really was in life, um, the uh, the Academy Awards are a sham. So um, he did a tremendous job. Thought he was the best part of the movie. Worst part of the movie is the guy playing Ric Flair. I know he was getting a lot of shit on Twitter (laughs) uh, after the movie came out, but they could have chose somebody a lot better to be Flair. Uh, He did not sound like Flair. His woos were terrible. Um, Just not a fan. God played Harley Race. I did enjoy the guy that played Harley Race. He did not say, God's green earth though. I'll move. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i'm bummed he'll, i didn't get see to see it. it
0: with you guys and um i, I kind of you know I, I was pretty much bedridden man like i would get up for a couple hours and and then i'd just be laying there and i'd try to eat something couldn't eat anything i'd go lay right back down so uh today at work was rough just being on my feet after you know kind of just laying around so much i mean i probably lost about eight eight to ten pounds just uh over the weekend because i wasn't able to eat anything so I'm I feeling better. Nice, shit, Travis. Season finale, baby. We get to cover Edge versus Shawn Michaels in a street fight from Monday Night Raw, February 2005.
1: Yeah, um, I had not watched this match, and I couldn't tell you when. I may have been on a Edge DVD. I'm not for sure, but I forgot how much Shawn Michaels <laughs> bled in here. Uh, as you can see, my name is Buck Blood Buckets because he fucking bleeds buckets in this fucking match
0: yes this is right around the time where sean bleeds notoriously in almost every match he is the john moxley of this time um shout out to your uh, to your your good friends over there
1: at bleeding john the asshole didn't bleed last night by the way in the fucking finals of the continental classic but at least sean michael's blood around this time was meaningful and usually involved a, a spot that deserved it not just right off the match, You get punched in the head three times. You bleed. So, um, give it to Shawn Michaels for that. But did you know, Swerve Strickland, and Shawn Michaels or the Bret Hart and, uh, or uh, Swerve Strickland and Moxley are the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels of our time. Get fucked. <laughs> get <laughs> they fucked. wrestled one time. Swerve. Fuck you. Swerve.
0: Uh, I always have a special place for Swerve just because I actually got to know the guy and we actually became real life friends. And, um, I have, there's a special place, but I can't say that. Like you, that's, that's not the truth. We'll, t- we'll talk about it here in a bit. We'll talk about it in a bit. Uh, cool thing is with this whole season, Travis, of wrestling recommendations, we've kind of covered a good hunk of this time frame on raw. Like it's kind of worked out very well. Uh, some of the matches that we've covered, uh, we get to cover Benoit and Sean from May, a uh, Raw and from, from May 20, uh, 2004, Uh, We just covered Randy Orton and Crispin Wall from SummerSlam 2004. So, August. So, we're rolling right on in from, you know, August to this point in early 2005, which 2005 is a pretty good year for WWE.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's one of those years where they establish some new stars, really put the stamp to them, like Batista, uh, John Cena gets his big push to a a world title, beats JBL, uh, takes down the longest reigning SmackDown champion. you know in a decade um it's it's a big time man uh, sh- a feud that happens after this Shawn michaels and kurt angle was a highlight of 2005 so there's a lot going on i still pretty much the summer of batista and cena um but it's it's a bad it's a good damn year it's probably slept on more than it should be just because everything after uh wcw going down Kind of blends together for a lot of people until you get to that Cena Orton era, and it's kind of the reign of Triple H. And this is kind of the end of that reign of him being on top every time you turn around. So it's a very, very important time for establishing new stars in the company.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so like we were just talking about, we covered Orton and Ben Wall from SummerSlam 2004. Um, during that, we talked about how Edge was booed out of the building during that show, which would lead to him pleading to management, Turn Me Hill.
1: Yeah. And it was in Toronto, of all places, he g- gets booed out of the damn building. So, um, which led into the cyber, uh, cyber Sunday by this time, or still Taboo Tuesday, one of the Taboo Tuesday. But yeah, leads, leads into that. We talked about too, where Shawn Michaels injured gets fucking the vote over Edge, and he was going to be the champion if he got the vote and he didn't get the vote, so then he just uses that, and it's even brought up in this match when we listen to it.
0: Oh, yeah. So like you were saying, you know, we're going to we're gonna pretty much pick up from Taboo Tuesday. I said it last week on our episode uh, that we were going to kind of pick up from Taboo Tuesday 2004, so that's what we're going to do. On the October 4th episode of Raw, it was announced that the fans would be able to choose between three potential contenders for the Triple H's World Heavyweight Championship at Taboo Tuesday. Chris Benoit and Edge were revealed as the first two candidates. Shawn Michaels would then have to compete in a qualifying match against Christian to become the third candidate. On the October 11th episode of Raw, Evolution would take on Benoit, Shawn, and Edge in a six-man tag match. At the end of the match, Shawn was tuning up the band on Triple H, and Edge would make the blind tag to Shawn, which caused some confusion to Sean. While Edge went on to attack... Triple H he was caught for the pedigree Sean however super kick triple h allowing edge to get the pin and the win for the team after the match edge would attack Sean and Benoit solidifying him as a heel they kept teasing that the heel turn was yep. going to come and this is pretty much where it is intact
1: yeah takes place um and good good for him man cuz you hadn't seen edge really as a heel since he was the comedic heel and Edge in, in ENC, uh, Team Eck with Kurt Angle. So um, it was a much-needed change, I think. People were kind of tired of seeing the smiling, uh, super-hyped Edge every time he came out. They were looking for something different around this time.
0: Oh, yeah, and the looks starting to come together. Um, we're going to talk more about it here soon as well. The music's going to change. We're going to start to see a whole new character development of Edge. On the October 18th episode of Raw, a triple threat match would be scheduled between Benoit Edge and Shawn Michaels. Edge would win the match after he pinned Chris Benoit using the ropes. However, during the match, Michaels legitimately injured his left knee, tearing his meniscus. The next night at Taboo Tuesday, which is wild to me that, you know, they worked a triple threat match, and then the very next night, it's so weird that there was a pay-per-view on a fucking Tuesday, Edge would end up getting second in voting behind Shawn Michaels. Uh, I looked up the actual voting percentages. Sean won with thirty-eight point seven two percent. Edge thirty-three point four two percent. Benoit twenty-seven point eight six percent. So really, it was very neck and neck, like pretty pretty close. That Benoit still had twenty-seven percent of that, um, but it's wild that Sean won by about five percent.
1: Yeah, and the and the thing is, is this is when everybody says it was actually legit fan voting. Like they tried to steer the fans in a certain direction. Like, you know, always folk putting the focal point on that guy. So that's who they'd vote for, but it's very much real or not, it's not fudge or what they're saying. Like they got the match- matches that the fans actually voted for here. I mean, it's probably some of that changed later with cyber Sunday and different things, but this is very much uh very legitimate from what I understand from Bruce Pritchard's podcast and, what other people have said about it, like Jericho and different Shelton people. Benjamin match. That's the, yep. that's the, that's what always comes to mind
0: when I think taboo Tuesday is Jericho and Shelton Benjamin, um, throwing a match together in the ring and then Shelton winning the title, like off the cuff. They're like, they're like, Shelton's going over and he fucking went over and became intercontinental yep. champion. So, um, it's worth, that match is worth watching. There's a couple of good matches on that card. Um, that's one of them. Um, like you were mentioning as well, too, Travis, Edge revealed that if he would have won the voting, he would have walked out of Taboo Tuesday as champion. That's what he was told. As um, If he won the voting, he was going to beat Triple H for the title. So it would have been very interesting to see if it would have been a short-lived kind of deal, and then they put the title back on Triple H for him to hold it until Batista wins it at the Rumble, or wins the Rumble. Yeah,
1: I could almost see it ended up like Edge wins it, but then you get that... Finish that you still got with Benoit and and Triple H on Raw that time, and then they're all putting the elimination chamber still. I, I could still see instead of Triple H and Benoit, it'd have been Edge and Benoit. I mean Edge and Triple H, and then it would have led to you know the chamber like it did at New Year's Revolution. Yep. We'll get to that. We'll get to that show as well.
0: Uh, Benoit and Edge would face La Resistance for the tag titles, where Edge would walk out during the match, but Benoit would still get the win and the tag titles, making them two-time tag champions together. Edge would then cost Shawn Michaels his championship match against Triple H. This would see Shawn out for the rest of the year to have knee surgery. So this is October. He's out November, December, and he would make his return in January. On the November 1st episode of Raw, Edge and Chris Benoit lost the tag titles back to Law Resistance, with Edge leaving Benoit again during the match. Edge would also gain a new entrance theme, Metalingus. Yep, which he still uses to this day. Metalingus like or Never Gonna Stop Me, man.
1: Oh, man, I always have a soft spot for Never Gonna Stop because, like, I don't know, when he came out to Rob Zombie on SmackDown during the SmackDown 6 era, it's just... Just burned into my head it was to me it was a cooler song the uh, he kind of took elements of that entrance with metalingus and then he gets the you know the pyro later on like it's very much an era of like when one that when that theme song ends and he gets metalingus he's a main eventer pretty much after that Yeah. Be- before that it's kind of like this is his mid-card theme and then the original theme is like his tag team theme so uh, you could break up his career by his theme songs never going to stop me
0: reminds me it, it is more of a babyface song. So I get it. Like I, I, I get it hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I fucking, I fucking love never going to stop me. Uh, and it's crazy. Like you said, he's still coming out to metal and that's, you know, this is in 2004 and it's fucking almost 20 years later and he's still coming out
1: with the same song. Yep. And that, that song is pretty much to me. That song is like what Alter bridge is known for. Maybe other stuff, but to me, that's what they're known for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. At Survivor Series, Edge was part of Team Triple H, along with Triple H, Batista, and Gene Snitsky. They were defeated by Team Randy Orton, which was Orton, Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Maven. During the match, Edge eliminated both Benoit and Jericho before lastly being eliminated by Randy Orton. On the November 29th episode of Raw, both Edge and Benoit competed in a number one contenders battle royal, but they eliminated each other simultaneously to end the match. Gotta tell you something, man. Just going back and watching this, there there was at least three battle royals to crown number one contenders on Raw that year. I know for a fact, because Kane won a battle royal to face Benoit at uh, Bad Orton. Blood. Orton won Orton to face Benoit the at at uh, SummerSlam, and then this one. That's just the ones I know of. Uh, so it's just like, oh my G- Jesus. Triple H was forced to defend the title in a triple threat match with Edge and Benoit. During the match, we would see a double finish as Benoit would tap out Edge while simultaneously being pinned and his shoulders counted to the mat. As a result, the world heavyweight title was vacated the following week on Raw with a new champion being crowned at New Year's Revolution in an Elimination Chamber match, seeing Triple H, Randy Orton, Edge, Batista, Chris Benoit, and Chris Jericho in action, with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. Shawn would superkick Edge during the match in retaliation for an accidental spear by Edge, causing Edge to be the first man eliminated. This led to a match between the two at the Royal Rumble, in which Edge defeated Shawn Michaels. Edge would also be entered into the Royal Rumble match later that night where he lasted until the final three but was eliminated by Cena and Batista. Also, during this Royal Rumble match, we would get the seeds planted for Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21.
1: Do you, you remember how they were planted? Time. I do not. Not right off the top of my head. Enlighten all right, me. Man. All right, son.
0: Let me throw some knowledge on you. Kurt Angle wrestled JBL and Big Show for the WWE title, and they, I think that's when they used the, the the dart gun on fucking Big Show. Yeah, so fucking stupid, stupid, stupid shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kurt failed to win the match. Um, JBL retained the title, and Nunzio's in the back, and he's throwing his fucking Royal Rumble ball up in the air, and all of a sudden, Kurt Angle snatches it out of the air and he goes, that's my Royal Rumble number. He's like, what Royal Rumble number? This one. And um, he he beats the shit out of him, takes his number. Kurt comes into the Royal Rumble, and Shawn super kicks him out. He comes in there, beats the shit out of Shawn, busts him open, as he does during this time period, and uh, yep. puts the angle lock on him. And that's where the seeds are planted.
1: You got to think, he got busted open in the Rumble quite a few times. Jericho busted him open the Rumble, set up for WrestleMania 19 that time. Kurt Angle busts him up, set up for WrestleMania 21. Um, I don't remember. He probably gets busted open again after this, but that was a that was a Shawn Michaels trope there for a couple of years. He's going to get busted open and start his WrestleMania feud in the Rumble.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to make sure. I'm almost positive it was Nunzio. Um, it's going to bug me. I was trying to look it up. Uh, if history serves me correctly, he steals the number from Nunzio. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Sean does bleed. He ble- bled in the uh, – that was the 03 Rumble. Um, he ble- bled in mm-hmm. the 04 Rumble in the in the last man standing match with him and Triple H. He bled in that Rumble. Um, 2006 uh, – he does not bleed in the 2006 Rumble.
1: No, it does not. I don't think he bleeds in 07 either.
0: That's one of the best Royal Rumbles as well. It's a good one. We'll talk about that one one day soon. On the February 7th episode of Raw, Edge would face off against Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship for the very first time on Raw, taking place from Japan. This first time Raw was in Japan. Edge would lose due to interference from Ric Flair and Batista. Edge would continuous, continuously main event Raw during this time frame. On the February 21st Raw, Orton and Shawn Michaels would defeat Edge and Christian after Sean pinned Christian. After the match, Sean would be interviewed in the back, but would be attacked immediately by Edge, continuing to show how unhinged Edge had become since turning heel. It would be announced shortly after on that same Raw that the following week, we would see Edge versus Shawn Michaels in a street fight, which leads us to this match and this show, Travis. This episode of Monday Night Raw took place on February 28, 2005 at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. The matches, the Hurricane versus Triple H ended in a no contest. Chris Benoit defeated Mohamed Hassan by disqualification. Shelton Benjamin defeated Gene Snitsky to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Chris Masters defeated John Walters. This is when they're just building him up. Master Lock Challenge. Yeah, Yeah. so they're forgiven. Chris Jericho defeated Maven. And then, of course, the main event of this show, Shawn Michaels versus Edge in a street fight.
1: Fuck yeah. Not a terrible Raw card for this time.
0: No, and here's the thing. There's still, the whole time this is all going on, the week, I believe it was the week previous, Batista made his decision that he was going to face Triple H. So pretty much the big storyline right now is Batista and Triple H. Uh they kept teasing the idea that Batista was going to uh end up going against J- uh, John Bradshaw, uh Layfield, JBL, uh and then they they set it up where he almost got hit by the fucking limo. Uh then they Batista overhears them talking and of course the, the infamous thumbs down and um, he put him through a table. So they're off to the races and
1: People were ready for Batista, man. I was ready for it too. I, I dug it. He just looked like a star, like a like a like his name was the Animal. He looked like a damn animal, man. The veins popping out when he did his little machine gun entrance and stuff and uh he did not look as old as he was to me at the time either. He just he looked like a just a jacked damn superstar, man. He just he looked the part. Man oh, and yeah. and he it, He got that power bomb over and all that stuff, man. And he could talk like people. People don't talk about that enough, but you put Batista in a situation where he's actually into what he's doing and he could cut a fucking good promo. Yeah, it was cool. It's kind of
0: cool because you can really from where we've been watching, I've been watching, you know, I watch a lot of these raws to kind of get an idea of what's going on to build up to um, the match. And you can actually see, the progression of Batista, like his, you can tell the confidence in him and like, you can just tell and as, as him as a performer, the confidence is there and it's rising and it's rising. So, uh, it's pretty fun to watch Travis, uh, before we go ahead and watch along this bloody brutality of a match, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back with you.
2: Next generation wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee, We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGeneTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hello, Wrestling Recommendations listeners. My name is Brian, one half of the Wrestling Purist podcast, alongside my tag team partner and best friend, Jeff. We are the Wrestling purists, two guys who share a love for the sport of professional wrestling and have been podcasting since 2020. Our flagship series, The Retro Review, is where we take a show from the past, bring it to the present, and cover it through the lens of a wrestling purist. We also have Pure Talk, an interview series where we welcome talent to the pod to talk all things professional wrestling. We can't talk about our pod and not mention The Shoot, a series where we get together with our good friends, Eddie and Travis, from right here at Wrestling Recommendations and shoot on whatever needs to be shot on. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are available. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and all social media outlets at WPPod1. All direct links and more are available at our website, linktree.com slash WPPod1. Come give us a listen as we give a pure take on professional wrestling. And we are back, guys.
0: Travis, if our fans at home want to watch along with this match, all they have to do is pull up the Peacock app, search Monday Night Raw Season 13, Episode 9, Season 13, Episode 9, at the one-hour... 18 minute, 23 second mark. I believe this match is also available on YouTube. I believe it's on there as well, um, and I think it might also be on Daily Motion. So it's pretty easy and accessible to find. Um, but like I said, it's a it's a bloody brutality of a of a match. Travis, are you ready
1: to watch this bad boy? I have uh, every intention of watching this match with a raging clue. He's got a raging clue. All righty, guys.
0: We're going to say three, two, one, play. Here we go. It's starting off hot, baby.
1: Do you know what my favorite part of this match is? I do, because I was about to say the same fucking thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. You do it.
0: Oh, it's, the fucking, it's the fucking jeans in a street fight.
1: Yes. Yes. That's what a fucking yes. street fight is. You wear your goddamn jeans and your boots and a t-shirt and you kick each other's Dude, ass. <laughs> he walloped the fuck out of him with that belt. I don't know if you heard
0: it when it, when he first hit him with it, but he walloped the shit out of him with that goddamn belt. Edge's face told the fucking story. He was like,
1: oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> Dude, it, right off the it bat. Like, it made my butthole pucker when I watched it. I was like, Jesus. And, and I, I just love it, man. They go right into it. And like, I love the fact that Shawn Michaels is such a versatile wrestler that he can have a fucking street fight, like a brawl and it be fucking just beautiful. You know, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just, it's very, very, the artwork of it all is amazing. But then you can go on and have a fucking, you know, 30 minute classic with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. And it just be a, just straight up wrestling match.
1: I will say, Sean looked like he found those boots, like in the fucking janitor's closet in the back. They're like shiny rubber boots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, are they like mud boots? Like, what the fuck? Like, he's gonna hurt himself. Man, it's worn her all over again.
1: Oh yeah, punch oh. him right in the face. Oh, look at this kid up I- front. He's gonna get a fucking show later. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's probably scarred for life.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And they are going at it, man. And it looks, everything looks great. They have a really good feud going on here. Uh, Edge has had a really good, Sean has had a really good foil with Edge. And this is actually helping Edge kind of, you know, progress to the main event. This is what, this is the kind of match that Edge needs to help elevate him even higher than where
1: he's at. Well, and this is a shot, this is a feud (laughs) of Edge's that they don't, I love it. Fucking love that. They don't talk about a lot though, because like, him and Sean actually feud a couple of times in his career and they always had good matches, but they, they just never talk about the feud. Like, I mean, oh, he's but about it was really up. good. He's about to wallop him with this
0: fucking trash can.
1: <sighs> Look at that guy right there. Like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his like belly was hanging out of his shirt. He's like, God <laughs> This It's what Shawn Michaels is so serious. He's like, get the fuck out of my way. Kind of thing. But oh man, I love it. it. It's such, uh, it's such a good story. Cause edge is jealous that Shawn Michaels got, the vote. I mean, uh, Jr and King bring that up, but then Shawn Michaels has a gripe too. Like this guy took fucking four months of my career essentially. Well, and I will never get that back. Oh, oh god! And not, oh. Only, not only that on, on top of all that, you know, he, he cost
0: Shawn the title at mm-hmm. taboo Tuesday as well. Plus they had their match at the rumble and i I'm almost positive edge sneaked out a win at the
1: rumble. He, I believe he held onto the ropes. Yeah. I believe you're right on that one. I would have to look that one up. But yeah, like it's just been a really well thought out story to really push Edge to that main event, like you were talking about. And it's time. Like if, if Edge wasn't going to get over here, then he wasn't going to ever get over, well, essentially. It's, kind of, it's, kind of a
0: fucked up, it's a fucked up situation because Edge, two years in a row, he essentially goes into WrestleMania with nothing to fucking do.
1: Oh, yeah. Nothing at all. Like, cause what was it? Oh, I can't remember what he did in or to be honest with you. Was that when he came back? That's what he's coming back from injury, yeah, he was right? Hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. was he was hurt then. But this year, I mean, it's wild because the, the feud with Kurt Angle, like Sean had just challenged Kurt Angle on this episode of Raw to Teddy Long, because Teddy Long was there. Cause uh or was it the it was the week before they Sean tries to block it, boom, takes the D T and this is where he Sean is. starts bleeding. And a gusher. He, he
1: bleeds some buckets here. Yep, Edge defeated Shawn. I forgot Michael's how bad it was. Him. I did too. I, oh, I, I immediately, immediately oh. texted you that day. I was like, "Man, he is bleeding so damn much." Like it, it was. It's like Shay. It's like Swerve uh in that uh, death match. Bad. Like he's his whole face is just a crimson mask by the end of this. Well, minute.
0: there's a spot, and it'll happen right here shortly where Shawn. You can see it already, and it's it's already starting to kind of like look at his pants, it's all over his pants. But there's a spot where Sean tries to get out and he finally gets out of this and he starts crawling away,
1: and it's so like like visually stunning. Dude, there's blood all over Edge's face from him, his chest, everything. Yeah, look, Edge's got the blood Sean's blood on his face. It oh god. It's so bad, man. It's like an Eddie Guerrero gusher. Eddie Guerrero Gusher. Oh man.
0: It it is, it is, it is wild. And that, Oh my God. That happened just last year uh, with JBL. Uh, But yeah, but Sean, there it is. That's the, that's the visual right there. That's the one. Um, I believe it was last week uh, where Teddy Long and Bischoff were there when they were trying to make the decision with um, Batista. He told uh, Teddy Long that he wanted a match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania and he hadn't heard anything yet. back yet and that kind of comes into play here at the end of the match um but it's wild that this is like a weird catalyst in feud Ooh. like shoehorn feud until sean and kurt start rolling
1: yeah and here's the other thing too kudos to wwe for not shooting Shawn michaels blade himself on the fucking ring at, at ringside at this time oh yeah this is aw
0: Dude, like, look how much blood is covering his face right now. This is worse than Sean oh. at uh, Hell in a Cell or at uh, Bad Blood
1: 97. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- this is, <laughs> man, this is a, probably a reason why they didn't bleed on Raw <laughs> a lot going forward. Because well, it's, it's funny he, because he hits a
0: fucking gusher, man. This time during Raw, they're, of course, they're coming out to the uh, across the nation. He just fucking hoofed <sighs> a damn ladder at Edge. Um, but the they have the uh, across the nation theme song, which fucking rules. But during the opening, there are so many shots of people bleeding, like wrestlers bleeding in the height, like the mm-hmm. opening video. It blew my blew me away. There was like five or six people bleeding.
1: I don't know if you saw that outside, but there's literally a pool of blood next to Edge outside the ring where Sean. Oh, where Sean bleeding? At. Yep. Oh. Oh, oh. Jesus. I even like oh, that yeah, because it's like he's 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 just trying everything he can to beat Edge's ass.
0: Well, oh, yeah, God. I mean, you've lost a gallon of goddamn blood. You're going to be weak, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, at there it is. Yeah, you were
1: talking about a there yep. on the floor. Mm. This is before Earl Hebner got fired, too, so he's still here. He yep. does stay out of the way in this match pretty well. Don't compliment him. So, sorry. Fuck you, Earl Hebner. That sounds better. Shit. Oh man. Also oh, shout out Jesus. to JR and the JR and the King. They do really good on this match. They call it call it really well. It, I mean, this is JR's element anyway. It's a contest. Guys are bleeding. This is this is the kind of stuff he really enjoys. And I I um I was really, really excited to hear them call this match. Oof.
0: Drop told to into the ladder. Man, it uh, Sean is so fucking giving here. Like, you got to think he sees something big in edge.
1: Well, and the he's such a great seller, too. Like, when he was getting the ladder earlier, it was like he was using his whole arm to knock the, you know, the the pieces that fold in the middle up. He was doing it. And then, like, he's selling it with his face. So like, damn, I'm I'm fucking losing a lot of blood here. So fucking Shawn Michaels is the man. I don't care what anybody says about him. He could call Vader call a fat, fat, smelly bitch if he wants to. He's a fucking great entertainer and he did call vader <laughs> smelly motherfucker
0: <laughs> he
1: did Ooh. fuck you jeff <laughs> fuck you jeff
0: yeah and and that's where i guess i give the edge to sean man as i feel like brett can have a great match you know a great wrestling match but i feel like sean overall could have, if you put him in any kind
1: of match he's gonna fucking shine i have an edge here man he's selling the fact he's climbing that ladder I do
0: I do think people sleep on Edge being one of the one of the best ever I think. I think hands down Edge is a better wrestler and entertainer
1: than Chris Jericho. I would I would give it that. I mean like an Edge didn't go you got to think Edge the majority of his career was a heel like especially when he got super hot like he didn't have catchphrases, he didn't have that stuff. He got over on like pure like heel work and making you hate him and stuff. So like, I, I can agree with that. Um, and then he could be entertaining on the, and he's a baby face too. So I and mean, he's a very well rounded overall performer. And you look at the matches. He had with the undertaker, Batista, uh, John Cena, like that, that feud should have went longer than it did. But, um, he's, he's tremendous, man. He's going to slingshot him right onto the ladder. Oh,
0: While we're watching both men on the ground here, Travis, CageMatch.net users, what do you think they rated this match out of? Eight point seven five. Shockingly, eight out of ten. What? Mm. Many, I think many people they consider it an insane brawl and almost uncomfortable to watch because of the blood flow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we got to pause for a second here and watch this fucking headshot. Oh god damn. It the sound does it's the same thing as the bell earlier. It does not do justice just to watch this. You like with us doing commentary, you need to go back and listen to that shot.
1: He hit Edge harder than uh the toaster hits the water in Eric's bathtub there. Fuck you, Eric. Oh, oh, it's okay, buddy. He that it's chair okay. that's the kind of chair shots they don't they don't do anymore, and for good reason because he nailed the fuck out of him.
0: If yep, he's involved them, and Sean's fucking out of it as can be right now. Uh Linays, bounty Mark, Travis. Is, of course, we got a repeat offender. Aaron Carr is back. Oh, there's <sighs> that chair shot again. Damn. Aaron Carr wrote five out of ten. A fine hardcore match. It was a generic messy brawl for the first half with all the standard weapons and props used in all the expected ways. I appreciated the relative recklessness slash. danger of some of their weapons slash prop shots.
1: Uh, Sean Sean
0: could throw a beautiful, he has a beautiful uh, chop, but there was still nothing particularly, I can't say that word, particularly. Fuck yeah. Creative about any of it. They went back and forth with big moves and weapons attacks for the most of the final third match which was pretty pretty mindless, but still somewhat enjoyable. HBK's selling of being groggy and exhausted with his excessive blood loss was good, but at times he'd be moving around very energetically, which would oddly play against that. Adrenaline, dude.
1: That's goddamn adrenaline, you dumb fuck. You've never been injured or hurt, like you get a rush of adrenaline. Fuck you, man. Plus seeing your own blood. That's a fucking thing, too. Like it, people go crazy when this side of their own bloods fuck off continue. If there's more of this bitches, that's it. That's it. Oh, well fuck him. Like that's what a goddamn street fight is, man. It's not supposed to be this eloquent, eloquent, like laid out match. It's supposed Ooh. to be a brawl. It's supposed to be bloody. It's supposed to be violent. It's supposed to be vicious. That's what a fucking street fight is. Like, if you want to watch choreographed shit, sit down on the couch as to fat fuck Scott and watch some AEW. This is not that. This is a fucking brawl. It's a fucking match that is what Edge needed to show that he could be a main eventer and show that toughness Dude, against one of the all-time fucking greats. Sean's tuning the band up right now. I got to tell you, Sean Blood looks everywhere. fucking amazing. He looks like a – he's a fucking amazing. Oh, beautiful. Ooh. Oh. Oh, but that that's not – inventive enough that catches him and low blows him with a fucking chair. Fuck off on car. Yeah. I remember seeing his name, but most
0: people, I, I think their knock on this match and they wouldn't rate it higher is because it is more of a bloody brawl and not an actual Mm -hmm. match. However, it's a street fight and this is what it should be. This is, you know, you're getting the best of both worlds here. They're wrestling, their asses off. This is a main event match on raw. They're getting almost 20 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. Every other match on this show, didn't to combine did not equal how much time this match got, and this deserved it. And these guys easily could have had a mania match together. Am I grateful that we got Sean and Kurt? Absolutely. But this could have been the mania. We match. could have had this. We could yeah. have had this like mania.
1: Yeah. Here we Here
2: go. He's
0: gonna go for a concerto. Concerto. Use a chair. Oh, he just use a chair. Yeah, Nutshots him. <laughs> just pop He bopped him right on the dick.
1: Easy, easy it's stuff, all you too. Do. Like nothing, nothing flashy. Just hit him in the dick. Yep. Boop. That's all you got to do. And if you know, if you hit someone in the dick like that,
0: you're going to drop what you have. That's just how that works. Nothing's worse
1: than an unexpected dick shot. That's we true. Know. We know. We have penises. Very, 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 yeah. very, very small penises, but penises. I like to think mediocre. Oh God, but... look, at that. look at that face
0: spare oh and he like almost landed on the chair i don't know if you saw how the chair folded up over him one two i thought that was it that could have been the finish that could have been the finish right there two count it's like no no
1: (laughs) come on man no fuck you earl (laughs) look the selling though man it's so good like i just i don't understand how that guy could rate it five out of ten We're getting close to the finish here. Edge is
0: gearing up for another spear. He's he's holding his noggin because he's been fucking rocked about 20 times with weapons.
1: C-T-E. What? Oh, sorry.
0: I mean, He's starting to tune up his own band here, and he's going to run in for a spear. Beautiful fucking super kick. I love it. One, two, three. Dude, look at his leg. Oh, it looks so cool.
1: That's fucking selling. Look at the blood he was left on his chest. Oh Jesus my god. Christ. Damn oh. God damn Kurt Angle's there, baby. Setting up for media.
0: Oh man. I forgot
1: is... all about this ending like when he came in. He's, he's knocking, he's beating the shit out of him.
0: Oh god, god. Dude, the intensity. Dude, no, you can't match the intensity of fucking Kurt. Look at it. Look at the blood. It looks like Kurt was busted open. That's how much blood Sean has lost. Man, it it it's bad, it man. Like he is bleeding everywhere. Great visual, Dude, I will, uh, I, The cool the cool thing is, like I it is a great visual. The cool thing is, I vividly remember this because they had already sold God, me in WrestleMania twenty one. We we were going to get Batista, and we were going to get uh, Triple H, which I was already God hot dang. for. I'm so invested in, in that. He's just loading him. We but they also God. you know we, we we're gonna. We're gonna see Cena and JBL, but this right here got me so fucking hyped because these were two of my favorite wrestlers at the time. Oh, uh, beautiful angle slam. Kurt is drenched in
1: Sean's blood right now. Dude, this his, his his like his like viciousness and like I don't know, man. His intensity is just off the charts. I know this doesn't have to do with the match we just watched, but that that's some good fucking storytelling right there. Good fucking here. storytelling.
2: Shawn Michaels, as far as your challenge at WrestleMania is concerned, I accept.
1: I had a boner when they did that.
2: It was not about the challenge like they are.
1: Oh, my Dude. God. Those two wrestling was like a was a dream match at the time, like really, really was. So here comes the job squad, out of security guards, and that and it match rolls there right was onto really that good. feud, man.
0: Nope, it rolls right onto their good feud. Shit. Um, damn man, Travis, what what do you what do you rate this match out of
1: ten? I'd, I'd give it an eight point seven five. I mean, like what I thought they would rate it. I I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I really thought it told a good story. Um, you know, I the only the only knock about it, and I understand why Sean won to set up for the Kurt Angle thing. But if you really wanted to put Edge over, you could have had him beat Sean in the street fight on Raw. But then he then again, like you said, he didn't have anything for Mania, so it's like he gets put in the Money in the Bank as like a consolation prize kind of thing. But I almost awesome. would have liked. I would almost like to see an edge, edge win, um, but I just nothing wrong with this street fight. I was thoroughly surprised how much I enjoyed it. But like I said, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Got how much Sean bled. What Sean and him did was was really good. Um, but honestly, you could have probably slowed it down a little bit and gave it five more minutes and made some of that stuff mean a little bit more. Because um, there were times I felt like they had to. They were rushing because of time. A little bit they were going to speed up but uh 8.75 to a nine man I, I really enjoyed that street fight especially on raw all the time you didn't see things like that on raw
0: nine
1: easily a nine man it
0: it just the intensity of everything sean's bleeding and everything they, they're doing in the match is fun it's violent they're just beating the piss out of each other crowds um, into it crowd crowds 100% into it the, uh, this easily could have been a, a, a feud and a mania match Um, And I think it would have been great. However, um, you know, it leans right on into Kurt and Sean. And and that's, it's one of my sweet spots. WrestleMania 21 is one of my favorite WrestleManias because from top to bottom, there's a lot of things that happen on that show that are just, it's really good and kind of reverberate through the rest of the next like 10 years. Travis, the aftermath. So we kind of already talked a little bit about this, but Creative would have nothing, nothing planned for Edge at WrestleMania, along with countless others on the Raw brand. Chris Jericho would approach Creative with the idea of money in the bank, with the winner receiving a championship match whenever they chose for up to a year. Edge would say that he did not like the idea of the latter match and even told WWE management not to include him in the WrestleMania 21 card at all. However, he was talked into competing by the other participants like Jericho and Kane who said the match had potential to be a big success. I agree. Yep. One of the one of the best ladder matches. To that at that point is probably one of the best ladder matches.
1: And I could see why Edge was apprehensive because he was already <laughs> kind of labeled as the ladder match guy from the TLCs and the triangle ladder matches and stuff. And it honestly, it followed him around for the rest of his career. He was a TLC guy, but that was his specialty match. But I mean, I could see why he was trying to get away from that. But then again, he would have missed a huge opportunity that pretty much was the stamp on his career after this, because it's, t- it's a totally different edge after he wins money in the bank and wins his oh, first WWE title. He becomes a, the whole idea. Oh,
0: the whole idea of him becoming Hill is his, he's obsessed with winning the title. And that's mm-hmm. where this stems. And now he has this, you know, um, golden ticket. And um, we'll talk about it here in a second. Uh, Sean will go on to have amazing promos with Kurt Angle leading up to the WrestleMania match, including the sexy Kurt segment, which is still a all-time favorite of mine. Marty Jannetty still,
1: still can't, can't walk.
0: walk. Just a sexy Kurt. <laughs> Kurt.
2: Sexy walk. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hands off the merchandise. <laughs> Fucking Kurt. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Love you, man. Uh, then we'd also see Sean and Marty actually return as the Rockers. And then these two guys would have their phenomenal match at WrestleMania. Uh, matches on our list. And I have to say probably top five favorite matchup all time for me. Um, I just remember watching this match and live on pay-per-view and just being like, like I couldn't, I couldn't fathom when I was seen because to that point we really hadn't had a whole lot of matches like that.
1: No, it's just a tech, it's just a technical showcase, man. Like, like, and it's a little different than Benoit and our Angle because there's a little bit more high flying and stuff with Shawn Michaels, but just how smooth everything was. Set maybe that moonsault onto the table, which looked like it could have broke a bunch of ribs, but that match is probably a top tenner for me of, like, all time. I I love that WrestleMania. I love that match, and that's a lot of why I love that WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, and then going back to when WWE did their Untold series, and they talk about that and talk about how, like, they had never, like, they didn't plan any fucking things. Like, it was, like, it was fucking great, man. And uh, it's one of those instances where you got a guy – Shawn Michaels, who's one of the best ever, versus Kurt Angle, who low-key is probably top 10 wrestler ever in the wrestling business. And they just went in there, and they put together just this beautiful piece of artwork for us, and it's fucking it gets me all hyped just talking about it. I, I fucking love that match. That match is on our list. I cannot wait to one day cover that one. I would be really uh, excited if that's the next match that we cover.
1: <laughs> Maybe it will. The Will of Destiny seems to like, Knock on like us. Knock on
0: wood. Uh, of course, Edge would go on to win uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he would successfully cash in on John Cena almost a full year later at New Year's Revolution in 2006. Pretty awesome moment. Still remember watching that one live as well.
1: Yeah, I was so worried that after after Edge hit that first spear and Cena kicked out, we were going to get Super Cena, get up, FU him, and like dash his dreams. And then when he finally won, I was like, holy Fuck! they're actually gonna do go through with it because gotta think this is the first money in the bank they're like is it gonna work is it not gonna work are they gonna it's gonna be a wet fart or they just decide hey you know maybe we don't want to give this guy the belt uh but thankfully, they pulled the trigger i did not like they lost it three weeks later at the rumble i thought that was a little wonky but still still a career-making moment for uh old adam copeland i agree um, and then that kind of began the
0: trend where the first couple of years edge was somehow involved with the money in the bank, uh, cash in, uh, of course he cashed in the first one. Um, the second one, uh, so I was at 21, 22 was, um, Rob Van Dam.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, he, and he, he, he helps, helps Rob Van Dam win. Essentially
0: yep. 23, 23, Mr. Kennedy wins. He gets hurt. They take the, they take the briefcase off him, it always what could have been. I'm Edge so ashes
1: in. God damn it. That pisses me off. Just fucking talking about it Uh, because I was a Kennedy guy and I was so in on Ken Kennedy being I thought he was gonna be world heavyweight champion. I didn't think it was gonna be WWE champion, but I was so in on that and then he got hurt and they thought it was gonna be worse than it actually was they had for like six weeks instead of like six months, six the months it's supposed and, to then, be. and then edge gets the money in the bank because the undertaker gets got her. hurt and they had, you had to get the belt off of him. And it's just like a calamity of things. And I was like, God damn it. This would have been Kennedy's chance, but Kennedy's whole WWE career was snake bit, dude. He was, and I was one of his biggest fans at the time. Yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, the very next year, uh CM Punk wins the money in the bank briefcase and he cashes in on edge.
1: Yep. Very much. That's that's what happens.
0: So <sighs> there was a while there. He was the, the, he was kind of the guy with it. Um but that's all I got, Travis. That's that is the end of season two of wrestling recommendations. Let's let's some thoughts, Travis. What what'd you think of this past year of wrestling recommendations, man? We've grown really well. We uh we were just Fucking in the top one hundred for podcast, uh Apple Podcast wrestling podcasts in the United States and Australia simultaneously. So that was really cool.
1: No, we we're big in Australia. Apparently, uh we actually hit the charts and went up on the charts, which was kind of cool to see. Like uh uh, you know, thanks for everybody out there listening to us around the world. Um, and you know, right here in the good old US of A uh it took a year or so uh but some of my friends were like holy shit you have a podcast I was like yeah I share this on facebook every week <laughs> but you know congrats thank you for listening to us out there shout out to melissa who's apparently a big fan of ours she comments on her stuff on facebook so appreciative to that she she may uh help our worldwide listens i don't know if she's still out out of the united states or not but she, she may be helping us out there um but yeah uh man, it's been a good year. Like we've covered a lot of variety of wrestling, um, new Japan, you know, white wolf wrestling, which was cool. Like stuff. We didn't even know about at the beginning of the year. We made this list. So not only has the list. It's grown. The podcast has grown and the wrestling we ca- consumed has grown. Cause I've watched matches, uh, and, and looked up matches. I never, never knew about. And it, it, you go in deep dives when you start r- researching things. So, um, I'm just very proud of what we've been able to do. And, you know, hopefully 2024 brings us, uh, you know, even take us to even bigger heights and maybe we'll finally get that AEW match for Scott and Eric. You know, maybe I finally get my William Regal match. Maybe you finally get DDP and Savage. Uh, Gosh, there's a lot so of things. There's a lot of things th- really look forward to
0: there's some really good matches still on this podcast on our list that we've not got to cover yet. And, um, I think that's the coolest thing. Like you said, we've had a really good variety. We've had a shit ton of Bret Hart. We've had a shit ton of Chris wall. We've had a shit ton of edge now. Um, and I Shawn really Sean now yet yeah, as well. Um, but I do like it. We have a great variety. Um, I do think that we could, I would love to see some more WCW stuff on here. Cause we very, bar- I feel like we've barely touched the surface with it. Um, but the cool thing is, is we always have uh, the will of names and the will of destiny. And uh, I think that's a perfect time to roll right on into it, Travis. So, guys, if you're new to the podcast, um, and you might be because we're continuously growing, which is awesome. Uh, myself, Travis, a couple of our buddies uh, are always adding to this list. We call it our wrestling recommendations. Matches that we think are pretty awesome that we want people to watch. And we go back, we watch them. um and um, kind of, you know, give you our, our ideas about, it. if you listen to this episode, you get how it works, you get it. Um, but we've been covering, you know, adding matches to this list all the way. The matches start from like 1978 all the way till, you know, this year of 2023, as you know, the, the year is winding down. Um, this features WCW, WWE, WWF, uh, TNA, uh, NWA, UWF, AWA matches. We had that awesome Nick Bockwinkle and uh a Kurt Henning match, which is setting second on our most downloaded episode. So, um, there is a great variety of matches on this list. Um, so, what we end up doing is we take the list of all of our matches, um, we put it into a uh, randomizer, the Will of Names, um, shuffle it, and we spin it. Whatever it lands on, that's the match we cover. It's 100% real. So, each week we do not know what what match we're getting next. It makes it very exciting. And also stressful to fucking do research sometimes because uh, there's there's situations where we might get somebody like this week where we've already covered Sean and Edge and we just kind of cover some of the events that lead up to it. And then sometimes you get just like last week, we had Will Osprey for the first time. So we had to talk about him from the very beginning of his career on. So uh, it, it's very interesting. It's a very fun way for us to do um, this podcast. And it's very fresh to do it. Uh, Travis, right now we're sitting at 319 matches
1: still. Well, and see, that's, that's the beauty of, uh, wrestling in itself. The, the list will never technically end. I um, mean, there's a possible, you know, unless we were just like, Hey, this is, we're going to do these 300 shows and that's it. But like the, the, the truth of the matter is the list will always continue to grow. We'll always find new and matches. We'll always hear more more suggestions and think of it is man wrestling's a weekly thing a match can qualify for the list at a drop of a hat you know so um that's the beauty of the podcast it will forever you could go on forever if you wanted it to so um looking forward looking forward to what we get next year in the wrestling world too just to see what else we want to talk about that is we find or is you know brought to us by the wrestling world as we know it i agree man Um, What do you think we're going to get, man? Start off season
0: three in the year of 2024.
1: I am going to go TNA. Uh, TNA is topical. TNA is coming back. Um, Officially, Impact will be dead beginning of this year. And TNA Wrestling will return. So I'm going TNA. I'm going to say an
0: NGW match, the local show I'm involved with um, where our stuff's available on the high spots TV app. So um, I think it'd be really fun to to get some, some NGW on here and potentially get some of those guys that are on those matches and put on the match as well. So um, I think that'd be really cool. um, Really cool feature for the podcast. Uh, So we're going to spin it, Travis. Uh, We're going to say three, two, one and spinning,
1: spin the wheel, make the deal, deal, spin the wheel.
0: I need to stop in Travis.
1: What do we got? What
0: do we got? So we mentioned this. We mentioned this match during this match.
1: Mm. Mentioned this match during this match. Give me the year. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. 2023 Holy shit. Uh oh is it is it Swerve and Hangman from It is Swerve and oh, Hangman God. in the Texas Deathmatch, man. <laughs> we get Christ. an AW match. We just finally not this. I know. I just I just I just said it uh bleed buckets like he did. So yeah. Um Damn, we get another. That get another, may be I think that may be the newest match on the list. Possibly, because we haven't added anything lately unless we added something from no, because that happened after Survivor Series. That Chris. is, that is the newest match on the list. Finally get the AEW match that Eric and Scott have been clamoring for. Um, and it's a very violent, bloody brawl. Um and, you know, we'll just have to talk about AEW for the first time, really. And, uh, yeah, get to talk about Tony Khan a little bit and all that fun stuff. So uh, looking forward to it. Those guys pulled out all the stops, did things that they probably didn't have to do <laughs> in that match. But they made a statement with it. They got their names out there. They got buzz. And that's what wrestling is these days. You got to get your name out there and attention on you. So. I'm 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 excited I'm, to I'm, cover it. I'm call, I'm calling it right now copyright stricken. Calling it. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're definitely not uh, going to be able to uh probably put that up on the old Facebook. You never know though. I mean, I feel like Tony Khan would be that cuck just like the WWE that's like, nope, anything over you know, 6 years old, we're going to freaking cut those knees out from underneath you. But I'm going to have to go to the torrent website and download the uh download the show.
0: Hell yeah. I'm excited.
1: Man, we finally hit AEW, man. And we get, we follow right down a bloody trail. We leave 2023 soaked in blood, and we're gonna begin 2024 soaked in blood. So it's gonna be a gonna be a nice one.
0: Man, what are the odds? It's the it's the 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 newest date wise match on the podcast.
1: I'm wearing the Tony Khan shirt next week.
0: I gotta I gotta be out. honest with you, man. Uh this this episode may be our most downloaded episode. Travis, let's polish the new year off or this this year off.
1: What you got for me? Uh not much, man. No still selling stuff over there on the E of Bays. Uh you find me over there at uh TGL the Man 12 if you're looking to buy some things. Hopefully in the new year I'll get more time to add some stuff. This is my busy season for work, so it's hard for me to find a lot of extra time plus it's the holidays. Uh, you know, shout out to our good buddies over there, the Rants from the Black Lodge, Brandon, and fuck you, Fat Tony. Um, uh, we appreciate Brandon being a part of the podcast this year, coming on, doing an episode with us. Uh, appreciate him letting us be a part of uh, the Rants from the Black Lodge magazine, which you can find over there at juicykruger.com or find them on the Twitter at Rants Black Lodge. Um, if you buy a magazine, it goes to charity. So you know, we're in episode one with Hell in a Cell, 1997. Uh, or Bad Seven, the hell in a cell match and then the new ep- new magazine i think will be coming out in the first quarter of 2024 uh be on the lookout for that as we have another article there um is excited it's kind of excited to see our words and stuff in print in a magazine uh something i never really thought we would do so it's kind of cool to see that um and you know shout out to our good buddies over there the uh, wrestling purist uh We've been frequent contributors over there this past year. Um, I'm already signed up next year for, I believe it's a show a month. I think they were doing the WWF in 1995. So I'm going to take over or the reins of Wrestling Ruined and bring it to the, <laughs> the wrestling purist. Uh, first one will be Royal Rumble 1995, uh, which we covered on our old podcast. Um, I can't wait to talk about Hardcore Holly. I mean, Sorry thermos sparky sparky plug and bob Backlund, and the over over no um, no,
0: <laughs> no he was butt plug holly get it right that's what <laughs> butt, his name
1: butt plug holly um i get to talk about bam bam and lt like uh and the thing is man i don't even have to watch those shows because i could still freshly remember them from wrestling ruin i just go back and listen to our old podcast and and, <laughs> and get our old jokes over again um but uh excited for that man those are good guys over there jeff and ryan and i uh, always thankful for them to you know let us be a part of that and uh also fuck everyone in fantasy football um i did rough, not make it was a rough did, season man i i not, ended so shitty did not make the championship everyone shit in the bed playing against brandy my uh my uh fellow propane uh ally i guess you could say well i'm rooting uh, for my wife because yeah. it's
0: it's it's my wife versus Brandy in the fucking. I'm, I'm
1: I'm rooting for Brandy because she beat me and Landry dra- drafts three kickers every year, so fuck her. She <laughs> she did not. She got Justin Tucker. Don't be mad. Landry actually she
0: dominated the the fucking league the whole year. So no. hopefully she wins. It's
1: true. Hopefully she doesn't. But you know, never hear the end of it if she wins. Um, but yeah, uh, just, just overall good year, guys. I mean, it's it's been fun talking to eddie every week about wrestling when we talk every day anyway but it's fun to put this down and you know just overall it's been a pretty good year for uh for me and i'm glad to i'm excited to see what 2024 is gonna bring me
0: hell yeah man uh yeah guys really excited uh very proud of how consistent we've been with this i know i talked about it before and i thought this week i thought it was gonna be the one week we fucking missed man because i was so fucking sick and then yesterday i was so tired and i was you were like we were going to record and we, we kind of put this off to the last minute just because of, uh, being sick and just everything going on. Um, but fucking uh, a full year, man, we, we went through a full year without missing one, one week, which is pretty damn cool. Um, we've been trending on, you know, the podcast charts and, uh, that's, it's really cool too. Uh, this year I'd love to hit top 50 and, you know, another country as well. Um, uh, perhaps like Germany or Mexico or somewhere like that. Um, Canada. really, really cool. Canada, Canada, <laughs> hey, I, I, Brandon's brethren. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm glad that this is something fun that I, I look forward to every week and doing the research for this is very fun. And, um, getting the, to, to do watch alongs with Travis, uh, takes Takes me back to when we were, you know, fucking like in our early twenties, uh, fucking just drinking at the house and putting WWE twenty four seven on because uh, that was before the network was a fucking thing. And falling
1: asleep, falling asleep, watching Legends of uh, the Legends
0: roundtables. Roundtables.
2: God, they were <laughs> yeah. so
1: fucking good, though. Man, we,
0: we were up to like three or four in the morning, and then we wake up like, oh yeah, what do we do? Uh, but man, this is this has been fun. This has been a fun adventure, um, guys. Check us out on uh, Facebook. At wrestling recommendations on Twitter uh, or X at wrestling Recom, recomm R E C O M M and TikTok is also it's re- at wrestling recommendations. Uh, we do our watch alongs. We try to post them on sa- on Saturdays. Um, it's easier right now. My daughter doesn't have sports going on just because of the holidays. But uh, and we're not you know when we don't get copyright stricken, you guys can watch along the match with us watching along the match and uh, check us out on there um continue to listen to us man it helps help support us uh the more listens we get the more we could potentially make some money off this and turn this into profession uh get better equipment later on and all that good shit so that'd be really fun
1: and spread the word just tell somebody i mean if you know a wrestling fan in your life i mean tell them to give us a listen they don't like us you know tell them to keep subscribed and just you know let it download then they can just delete yeah. that episode afterwards i mean just we just need some subscriptions just you know just bring it on yeah <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh shout out to our good buddies the Wrestling Purist. We appreciate all the support Ryan and Jeff have uh, had shown us and having us on the podcast. Shout out to Cody, uh, with uh, you know, who I'm involved with over at Wrestling or NGW, uh Next Gen T N, where you know we've had a really big year with Tyler Breeze being our fucking champion, Caleb Conley our, our Eastern States champion, and uh we were making headlines. Uh what you got for me, Travis? I see you make
1: making I mean, i was just gonna say. I mean, Cody's got to have something to smile about. I mean, fucking, he's a Washington Commanders fan, and they blow ass. So you know, he has no hope. He's of getting missing into all playoffs. these fucking
0: parlays. He misses all these fucking parlays, and uh, he, I mean, he has, a, he, he has a
1: gambling problem. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure he has a gambling problem. Now he, he drive he drives his ass to Virginia to just he knows what's gonna happen every time he goes. He's gonna get his heart broke. He's gonna he's gonna get destroyed at the last second. Something bad's gonna happen. Ron Rivera sucks. Uh, I mean, uh, it's the life of a commander's fan. I feel very sorry for him. I understand why he has a gambling addiction. He's trying to win at something and it's not football.
0: And he has a beautiful wife and a a beautiful daughter. Shout out to you, Michelle. You are a great woman. Um, But yeah, guys uh, until next week and next year, uh, the first show of uh, season three and the first show of 2024, we're going to get a bloody massacre. Uh, between Heyman Page and Swerve Strickland. Uh, Until then, I am Eddie, this is Travis, and we hope you have a happy New Year's.